All right, folks, with the download button on Survivalist Podcast. And as always, folks, you can catch out all of our old shows, survivalistpodcast.org. That's the website, as well as our blogs. And always, folks, you can catch, uh, obviously, uh, soundcloud.com slash survivalistpodcast in all places where, well, fine podcasts are available. Uh, also, folks, uh, a couple of you guys have reached out to me uh, on there, but of course, our social media, rebelsocial.media, uh, is our website, and if you jump on there, hang out with us there, it's very much like Twitter, uh, we're a great group of people there, and uh, we have fun, we don't always talk about uh, politics and survival, we talk about a lot of other things as well, a lot of my tech buddies are there, so you can get a lot of your tech questions answered, stuff like that, uh, but that is over at rebelsocial.media, uh, is the website, and that's my kind of my little corner of the world where we hang out and talk. Uh, like I said, along with our website and SoundCloud. Also, two folks, if you want to, a couple people have asked if you want to donate. Uh, if you go to SoundCloud uh, dot com slash Survivalist Podcast, uh, there is a spot there where you can click and you can donate. Uh, some people have asked where can they uh, give donations to keep the show going, keep it free. Uh, that's where you can do it. Uh, you don't have to, but uh, if you can. Uh, a few bucks would help pay for hosting and uh, pay for uh, the, you know, keeping the, the, the company, the website and some of the other little expenses that go along with the podcast available. Uh, also, folks, I want to point out our sponsor this week uh, over at uh, Pete and Pedro, uh, PeteandPedro.com. Uh, they're nice enough to send us a, uh, a nose and ear hair trimmer this week to promote on the show. Uh, they also sell all products, all all aimed towards men. Uh, they sell hair products. They sell beard products. Uh, they sell all different kinds of stuff over at Pete and Pedro. You can find the link in the show notes. If you do, we get the credit for it. But uh, like I said, they sent me this wonderful nose and hair trimmer to uh, talk about here. Uh, it's actually USB chargeable, so it actually saves the environment. Uh, it's waterproof. Uh, you have cleanable head. Uh, it's quiet. It lasts a long time. I charged it and I, once and I've used it a bunch of times and it still hasn't... Uh, I still haven't had to recharge it, so it's really wonderful. Uh, it's a three-in-one trimmer. Like I said, it's it's got a replaceable blade head, uh, cuts easily, safely. Um, hasn't nicked my nose or anything like that. Uh, like I said, it's USB rechargeable. Um, it's quiet. Like I said, on a full charge, you get like three. Four, I got like I think it's can last like three four hours on it. Uh, but that's Pete and Pedro. The link will be in the show notes. And like I said, they sent us the, the nose and ear trimmer this week to try. That's a wonderful product. We appreciate uh, their support of the show. And like I said. Uh, if you use the link in the show notes, we get some credit for it, but uh, they were nice enough to send us a bunch of free products to try. Um, have used their their hair, their uh, shampoo. Uh, it actually is really nice. It smells really nice. It's not like a typical guy product that's really, you know, sometimes guy products are kind of crappy, but um, it actually is kind of a nice product and all that. So I do appreciate that and their support of the show and sponsoring today's episode. We don't have a whole lot of sponsors on this show, as you know, uh, so we appreciate uh, that and then appreciate them working with us and so we can get uh, you know get some sponsors for the show and like I said if you use the link in the show notes 
um, we get the credit for uh, for all percentage of any of the uh, purchases you guys do. So we appreciate that. Uh, also, two folks on the website, um, survivalistpodcast.org. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing some Amazon suggestion links, stuff that I've actually used, stuff that I've actually tried. Uh, if you click on the link and buy it, we do get some credit for it that way as well. Uh, like I said, I'm not looking to make a fortune doing the show. Um, actually, to make any money, actually. I'm just looking to try to break even with the cost of the hosting uh, for SoundCloud, with the website, and with supporting the uh little social community we have. So like I said, I'm not looking to make a ton of money on it, but I would actually like to break even rather than keep spending money. So I do appreciate that. I'm not going to be like Alex Jones and, you know, talk about how they're trying to shut me down or anything like that because they're not. (laughs) But um, I am, like I said, if I could break even, I really would appreciate it from you guys. So I thank you uh, very much for that. And again, thank you to Pete and Pedro uh, for having us as having a sponsor and having us as part of their group to sell their product. So I appreciate uh, that. So, folks, uh, I wanted to talk for a few minutes, uh, kind of as a kind of as a public. So, I always talk about the news, and we're going to get to the news. A lot of news this week, uh, but I do want to talk about for a minute, kind of as a public service. Uh, it is going to be up on the website as uh, up on the website as well. Uh, but there are if you do are uh, if you are a pet person and you are in the northeast uh, Pennsylvania or northeast PA or in, where it gets cold or in the northern part of the country. Um, you know, public service, uh, you know, it's going to be, we have a cold front coming through. Please make sure you bring in your pets and your animals. Um, if they are outside, uh, I don't recommend ever having an outdoor pet, but uh, if you do have a dog or anything like that, make sure you bring them in for the cold. Um, they do have as well. He did dog houses. I have actually got one of those for my dog, even though he is an indoor dog, uh, when he's outside or if he wants to go out, uh, on his run, um, I actually did get him a heated doghouse. I did get him a heated bowl, uh, all that stuff. I'll have all that stuff up on the website. But uh, again, if you do have a pet, uh, it's supposed to get pretty cold now. Uh, we are in December and things are starting to get pretty cold. So if you do have a pet uh, that you do leave outside for a certain amount of time, uh, make sure you bring him in at night. And if you do as well have a pet, um, there are things you can do that make it a little bit easier for them. Like I said, a heated doghouse, a heated bowl so their water doesn't get cold uh, or frozen, so they have water, very important. And obviously, always make sure you use the uh, anything for tea, flea and tick prevention. Not as big of an issue now, but, um, you know, if you nip it in the, you know, kind of take care of it now so it doesn't get worse. Uh, you can still have eggs and larvae and stuff that can be brought in with them that can hatch in the house because it's warm in the house and stuff. So uh, all that kind of stuff, like I said, kind of a public service. Like I said, uh, I actually went out and we actually did get heat, a heated dog house for him, even though Opie the Wonder Dog is actually an indoor pet. Uh, we actually, I actually went and got the heated dog house for him. Um, so when he is outside, uh, for like during the day and something, if he gets cold or if it gets suddenly the temperature should drop, um, this way he's actually, uh, you know, has a warm place to go. Uh, again, you know, I, I do understand that a lot of people, I know a lot of people say, well, they're pets, they're animals, but, um, animals still are friends. They're still people. And, um, you know, like I said, we take extra good care of our pets here, uh, at the homestead because he is a working dog. He does go hunting with me and stuff like that. So, uh, he does make sure to all your pets have the shots and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, kind of a public service announcement, kind of an important thing, especially with the winter. Um, the heaters are not expensive. I think you can get a heater for the dog, a heater for your dog's house, which is made for them. Uh, if you are going to put a heater in there, I do recommend you do get one that is for pet related. And the reason why I say this is some of the newer heaters that are for the dog houses actually have wire 
or a harder coiled wire. So if you'd pet, you'd be a wire chewer. Uh, very fortunately, Opie is not. But um, if you do have a pet that is a wire chewer, they actually have uh, metal wire coiled around it, uh, which actually makes it so the pet can't chew through it. I have it on both the bowl and the doghouse. Uh, so this way, if he, him or the other dog should, for some reason, start chewing, um, you know, they can't chew through the wire and get electrocuted. So I think it's very, very important. Um, like I said, you don't have to do it, but I do it just so he has a warm place to go in case temperature drops and we're not home. Uh, the bowl, so he at least has water. Make sure he's put in fresh water, by the way. Don't leave the water in there forever. It uh, doesn't matter if it's freezing or not. Parasites and like still live in it. Uh, empty the bowl every time you put them out. Uh, it, you know, because just so he has, you know, it's better. Sometimes it's better to not have water than to have water with, you know, any kind of germs or sickness in it. So please make sure you go ahead and uh, change the bowl regularly. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Very, very important, uh, like I said, to make sure that we do our best. Try to keep our furry friends healthy, especially in the cold. Uh, a little bit, and even if you have an outdoor cat, um, they do have outdoor cat houses, a heated cat house, especially if you have an outdoor cat. Very important to give them a place so they can stay warm, um, especially if they're an outdoor cat. I don't recommend that, but some people do have them. Um, since you're on a farm and some of that, so have a warm place where they can go. Uh, like I said, they do have heated, heated cat houses. They have heated bowls for cats. Everything they have for dogs, they have for cats. We all know that. You know, let's just make sure we keep our furry friends uh, happy and and healthy. And like you said, you can like I said, especially dogs. I find are a little bit tougher being outside than cats are. But cats are tough too. Don't let them fool you. I've seen. Many people with outdoor cats that do really well in the cold and stuff like that. But especially if your dog is old, like when they're young, like Opie's still got a lot of puppy in him yet. He's still only three years old, four years old. Uh, but uh, you do have people that pets that are getting on in age. And just like older people sometimes can't take the cold, those older dogs sometimes bones and joints just can't take the cold. So uh, if you have an older pet, you might want to be especially a lot more cautious of it. Uh, if you have a puppy, he probably would be okay. But sometimes those older dogs can't take the cold just like the younger dogs can't. So, uh, you know, kind of like I said, uh, I wanted to talk about that today on the show. Also, too, kind of a little public service announcement for the pet owners out there. Um, you know, just take care of our furry friends, especially if they're a little bit older. Some, you know, any any pet just like, you know, when they get older needs a little more tender love and care, just like a car, just like, you know, people as they get older, they're going to need a little more love and care. But uh, especially when they're older, they sometimes they just cannot take the cold and, and freezing temperatures uh, like they can when they're a pup. So just uh, like I said, just wanted to get that out there. Kind of a little public service announcement. Uh, kind of remind everybody. Sometimes we just need a little reminder when it gets a little cold, uh, you know, to make sure we take care of everything and uh, take care of our furry buddies. Like I said, it is getting a little bit cold out there. It's 28 degrees out there today. It was, it was, uh, you know, what it was it? It was 41 today, but it was. It's 28 now. It's 23. We're actually going to get snow uh, here in the Northeast uh, coming up here after, after the weekend. But uh, it is getting colder. Frost in the morning. Uh, most mornings. Uh, another thing too, by the way, I just want to point out, uh, any of you, uh, that are listening, if you want to try to be prepared, uh, I would check the date on your battery this time of year. You kind of find out, uh, how strong your battery is, um, in the cold. Uh, I know myself, I had to put a new battery into my pickup truck a couple months ago. We had a really, you know, bitter cold night and, uh, just truck was just not taking it. So, you know, get your battery checked. And by the way, folks, I would like to point out, uh, those of you that are like, well, I don't want to spend the money. If you go to uh, Advanced Auto, uh, they will test your battery for free. 
So it won't cost you a dime. And he will actually put the battery in for free if you buy it there. So um, those of you that maybe think your battery might be a little old or might be getting, if you're not sure, you can check the year on it. If you're not sure, go to Advance. They will test the battery for free. It won't cost you a penny. Um, and like I said, they will actually even put the battery in for you if you're not the most technical savvy person. I'm not. Um, so like I said, I went and did that and I actually had a, no, the battery wasn't bad, but a couple cores in the battery were bad. So the guy had said, let's do it. And I, and I knew it because as soon as we had the cold weather, I had to jump it. So, uh, kind of, like I said, if you, if you're not overly handy and you don't overly know what you're doing, uh, advanced auto, uh, like I said, will they're, they're basically priding themselves on being a battery company. I mean, they're one of the only auto stores I've ever been to. They have a whole wall just for batteries. Um, so like I said, go there and they will test the battery for free. Also to Walmart. If you go to Walmart, you take your battery to Walmart, they will test it for you for free. Most places will test it for free, but, uh, I know advanced will put the battery in for free. Walmart won't. Uh, but I know, like I said, advanced, advanced is nice. Cause you only have to take, like, I know, I think at Walmart, they'll come out and test it, but I know sometimes they'll say, we'll bring the battery in. We'll put it in the machine, test it with advanced. You just pull up, say, I need my battery test. I think it's bad. Pop the hood and they'll do it right for you. One, two, three. Um, so like I said, they're going to, they've got a really, they've got the really good testers too. They're not like cheap. They've got the actual like tester where they can test it. If the battery tests. Okay. They can test the different cores stuff. So I know they're very good. Like I said, I've had personal experience with them. Uh, that's why I'm telling you guys. And like I said, it won't cost you anything. So, uh, if you don't have a dollar on you, well, I mean, you need the money to buy if the battery's bad, but, um, if you don't want to spend the extra money to, to get it tested at a place like, you know, Jack Williams or coast or whatever the, whatever those are, you know, any of the chain repair places, Go to Advanced Auto, um, and they will do it for free, and it won't cost you anything. At least, and, and even if you don't have the money for the battery, but you think your battery might be an issue, and you're, you don't want to budget for it, uh, they test it for free. And you know, even if you don't get the battery changed, you should know if you got a battery, or, you know, need one or not. So, um, like I said, kind of, uh, kind of important, especially this time of year. Um, you don't want to get stuck with a dead battery, especially it'll, it's usually always in the morning it'll happen because it's cold. But I've actually seen it where people will go someplace, and then all of a sudden the car battery just won't run anymore. Uh, or if, you know, sometimes in the morning it's warmer and you drive to a place and it gets bitter cold while you're at work, uh, you can come out to a dead battery. That has happened to me before. Sometimes it'll work in the morning, but then in the afternoon when it gets cold, the temperature drops, it won't. Uh, so you don't want to get, it mostly will happen in the morning, but I have seen it where it actually happened at work, especially if the temperature drops while you're at work and there's nothing worse than being in a snowstorm and you can't, and the snow's coming down. You can't get, you want to get home before the roads get too bad. And now you're stuck because of a dead battery and you know, unless you when it starts snowing, AAA gets busy or you have to call a friend to come and then they have to drive on those icy roads. You can avoid all that if you just go get your battery tested, um, if you think it's old. So like I said, very important. Again, being prepared is not always, hey, the world's coming to an end. Sometimes it's a little common sense stuff. And this sometimes, this could really help you out, especially you don't want to be stuck at work with a dead battery with snow and the roads are getting bad and you can't make it home um, because you got a dead battery. So take five minutes, stop in advanced, let them test your battery if you think it's old. If you have a brand new car, you don't probably have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about any of this. If your cars, if you just got your car and it, it, it's a couple, only a couple years old, you're probably fine. Um, it's some of us that are driving around with six, seven, eight-year-old vehicles um, that really got to worry about it. You know, like I said, if you're driving, I know a couple people are going to say, well, I know people are going to say, well, I have a new car. And if you have a newer vehicle, then don't worry about it. If your car has been a couple of years old and you just got it or you you just bought it a couple of weeks ago, whatever, you don't have to worry about this. This is for people that are driving around with a little bit older vehicles, six, seven years old that maybe have the, the battery. Um, 
I never did battery. And, and like I said, it's just for safety purposes. You don't want to get stuck somewhere. The dead battery can be avoided. And especially this time of year, this is when you really find out if the cold cranking uh, amps on your battery are working. Um, also, too, folks, uh, a couple of things I want to mention as well. We're getting into those winter months where you're going to have frost and snow on your windshield. Uh, check your windshield wipers as well. Make sure you get wipers. Are, I know they got up on price. These be the cheapest thing. They're not anymore. Uh, just take five. Just take a minute or two one day. Just check your windshield wipers. If they're old or if they're not... Uh, you know, or if they have they they have rips in them, tears in them, or they look like they're pretty beat, uh, it's time for new ones. Just go ahead and go get a new pair of windshield wipers. Get the ones that are rated for the winter. Um, it really can help. Uh, also, two folks, a couple other things I recommend this time of year as well. Have a blanket in your car if you can. Uh, try to make sure you you have at least a half a tank of gas. Uh, anything like this this time of year in this cold weather uh, could be, really be the difference between some comfort and. Uh, you know, possibly a bad situation. Like I said, also too, make sure your antifree, uh, antifree. I'm sorry. Make sure your windshield washer fluid is good. Make sure you don't put water in there. Make sure you put one that's got the de-icer that can be in the cold, bitter cold weather without freezing up. Uh, you don't want to put regular um, windshield washer fluid in. You want to put in the one that is rated for the cold temperature, so you don't end up having a block of, you know, frozen. Uh, Washer fluid, and you want washer fluid in, the roads get dirty, salt, cinder, ice, you want to be able to clean your windshield so you can see where you're going. Uh, also, too, it can also, if you have the one with the de-icer in it, you can spray it on your windshield and it'll help you um, in a bind, uh, you know, get the frost off. So, uh, like I said, all handy, useful tips uh, for these winter months that can be a little, make life a little more difficult. Uh, like I said, not a lot, a lot. Like I said, I'm not a huge one for, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, the belief food in your car, uh, canned goods. Uh, with cell phones nowadays, I think we can all get ourselves help. But I think, you know, a blanket in the car, if your car stalls, you can get started again, keep you warm is a good tip. Having extra gas is a good tip. Having at least a half a tank of gas is a good tip. Having a good battery. Make sure you can clean your windshield when you're driving. Make sure you have good windshield wipers. Uh, those are kind of little things that you you know. Uh, the other thing, the other thing I do recommend, and I know this is kind of crazy. The only thing I do tell people is what I would do is I do recommend I do stay in one of my cars. I keep the Lysol wipes or the Windex wipes. You can even get them from the dollar store in the car. And I'll be glad you guys can say why. Um, it's not just for it, what I, I always recommend this just because, uh, this time of year with the dirt and the cinders and the salt and all that, uh, it's useful sometimes to be able to pull over and get out of your car for a second and wipe your, uh, your headlights, uh, to clean them off. Uh, I do recommend that because I know myself, I get in many situations where it's like, wow, I can barely see cause the lights are so dirty. I get out and, uh, you know, wipe them down and keep continue driving. You know, a little thing like that can really help you quite a bit. Um, especially at night, uh, when you have dirty, if you can just pull over a second, wipe them, you know, pull one or two of these out, wipe down both, uh, you know, car headlights and get back going again, uh, you know, help you seeing at night or during the, you know, it's a really big thing. And then, like I said, you can get the cheap wipes or whatever. You can even keep a little bottle of the, the, you know, name Windex and a bottle of paper towels in your car, um, you know, and just wipe down your, your lights, uh, if they get dirty. So, or two, if you go stop for gas, um, not always, I thought people say, well, I'll just clean my window. A lot of people say to me, well, I'll just clean my thing when I go to the get gas. But a lot of times they don't either have those, uh, squeegees there or the water's frozen. You can't use it. So, 
uh, like I said, just having those couple things in your car could really help. So busy week here for the news. You know, uh, where to even start? Um, first of all, Herschel Walker didn't win down in Georgia. So the the blue wave continues. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that uh, I really anybody that Trump really endorsed did not do well. Uh, so I think America has spoken and people went out and voted and they said they didn't want it. So uh, that is kind of the way things are going right now. Uh, the blue wave continues. Um, like I said, I, I'm just, I don't know, I, I'm to the point. I didn't like Herschel, Walter to begin, Herschel Walker to begin with. Um, I don't know, I, I, don't think, I don't think he's well suited for politics, and he's tried to get in before. didn't work out for him. But uh, like I said, I saw that. That was in the, the news uh, this week. That was kind of, I think, the big news of the week was that, because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, no, no more blue. And I'm like, well, now, you know, <laughs> nothing you can do about it now. I know a lot of people are upset about that Kristen Sinema. She was in the news this week. I guess she registered as independent, and I guess the Democrats are upset because now it's supposed to be 51 seats, and they're worried her being coming independent now that she might actually vote. They're afraid she's going to actually vote Republican is why they're afraid, because if she goes, she's her going independent now means that they might not have the 51 seats they were hoping for. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I she's saying she's going independent because she's she's done with I don't know being registered Democrat. But if she's still I don't know I don't know. We'll have to see what happens how she votes as things go further. But I thought that was a little bit interesting that she went independent this week on the same week that Herschel Walker um, lost. So that was kind of a little fishy. We'll see what happens how she votes. We don't know yet, but she's registering independent now rather than Democrat, and a lot of people are freaking out. But she didn't, like I said, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. Like I said, she just went independent. She didn't go Republican, but people can change parties. We'll see what happens. It depends on how she votes. Uh, we won't know for a while until, you know, until we see what happens. Um, actually, so uh, something for those of us that are, that are, well, I'm, I've never, I, I haven't served, but I know a lot of my friends have served or are serving. Uh, the vaccine mandate apparently is going to be repealed for the troops. Uh, the troops were being forced to get the COVID vaccine. Uh, and apparently now the Democrats are rolling it back. Uh, uh, part of the reason I'm hearing they're rolling it back is because I think they said they're, they're vaccinating a, a less enrollment. And uh, people are getting worried about that. Obviously, we need our military. So they rolled it back. Uh, part of the things trying to help boost um, you know, enrollment into the military. So uh, that was th- that's what they're saying it is. Not surely sure, but I know they did roll back the mandate. So now people in the military don't have to get the vaccine anymore. So uh, those of you in the military that already got it, unfortunately, already got it. But um, if you didn't get it yet, you don't have to if you join the military. Um I got it, and I think, you know, whoever, you know, it's, it's your, it should be everybody's choice. I don't think it should be mandated. Uh, China getting rid of, by the way, their zero COVID policy. I guess the they kind of got sick of everybody, uh, or the rebellion and everybody, the uprising and, and all this stuff with the zero mandate policy. And I guess they finally they're just going to go ahead. They rolled it back and said, hey, we're not going to do the zero COVID policy anymore. Uh, people can kind of not do what they want, but we're, we're going to roll it back. So they... They are not doing the zero COVID policy anymore. I think, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I, you know, China is a dictatorship. They can kind of do what they want, 
But I think the people finally, you know, I think what's happening in China is exactly what Biden and a lot of other leaders hope would happen in Russia with the sanctions and the tariffs. Uh, but it, it just didn't work the way they wanted it to in Russia. I think they were hoping they were going to have an uprising like they had here in China, but it just didn't happen in Russia. And I don't think it's going to at this point if they haven't done it at this point. So, and, you know, the Chinese government wants their people to work. They don't want them to keep running away from the factories because that's, you know, they're big money makers. So uh, they are actually going to, like I said, they're actually going to be rolling it back now so that people can get back to, uh, get back to, you know, life again. So, um, you know, kind of good for those people. Uh, like I said, they were, I think, like I said, they were hoping that this was what was going to happen over in Russia with the tariffs and the sanctions, but it, it just didn't happen. So, um, you know, but at least China got, you know, at least now those people don't have to be stuck in factories with not enough food or water uh, and welding the doors shut and all. I mean, that was just insane. So, uh, Elon Musk apparently wanted to buy Wikipedia. That was in the news this week. Uh, apparently, Jimmy Wales said, no, you are you are not buying uh, Wikipedia. You're buying Twitter. You're not buying Wikipedia. We're not for sale. That's it. So, but apparently it looked like Elon Musk uh, was actually trying at some point to go ahead and buy Wikipedia. I guess he said Wikipedia was too far uh, left-leaning. And he wanted to buy it. And Jimmy Wales, the owner and founder of it, said, no, you're not buying Wikipedia. Not going to happen. Apparently, he wanted to buy Wikipedia before he bought Twitter. So I guess um, it was interesting that he tried to buy that before he tried to buy Twitter. But uh, I thought that was interesting. That was in the news uh, this week as well. Uh, Biden uh, released $36 billion for, the pension, for pensions, uh, the Teamsters Union. Uh, I thought that was another interesting story. The reason why I brought that up was um, I I really think that, you know, uh, the Teamsters Union has been, I mean, we all saw, if you have Netflix, go ahead and watch the Jimmy Hoffa story. The Teamsters Union has been a tough thing for a lot of years. And, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where I feel, you know, you know, unions are a tough thing to talk about in general. You know, it's one of those things where you're paying dues, the union's supposed to protect you, but then when they have mismanagement of funds and people are going to lose their pensions, it's not the people, the people that worked earn their pensions. They put money into the pension fund. Um, you know, it's there for them to use when the, you know, the union mismanages the funds or doesn't do it right or has issues with, you know, investing in the wrong things and then all of a sudden you know these the the pension's not there for these people it's not right i mean these people work their years they put their money in if the union mismanages it and now you're out of a pension that's not right i mean um you know this is kind of my my issue with union ran pensions uh you got to hope that the people that are running the union and these and, and unions are ran by lawyers folks that's what they're run by they're run by lawyers you have to hope that these lawyers do the right thing with your pen. Your, and then, you know, a prime example of this was about maybe 15 years ago um, when Ford went on, when Ford was, was supposed to went on strike. Um, Ford had said, well, what we'll do is we'll give you guys higher wages we'll, by getting rid of the pensions for the older workers. And I'm thinking to myself, and obviously the workers said, no, you can't do that. But, um, yeah, that's a prime example of, okay, wait a minute now, because the, the current union workers are striking, we're going to take money away from the older people that worked all their years and now retiring and enjoying their union pension. How is that right? But that is the kind of stuff that happens in a union. Because remember, 
you're paying union dues every month, and that union is supposed to fight for you. And even after you retire, you know, union dues come out of your comes out of your pension. And that union is supposed to protect that pension for you as part of those dues you're paying. And I mean, obviously it didn't happen with Ford because uh, the union pushed back on it, but the union was basically the one, you know, the union, you know, unions are supposed to keep fighting for higher wages, higher, uh, better benefits, better pension plans, better this, better that. But part of the problem is, you know, these unions keep pushing the prices of everything up, keep pushing the prices of this up and that's fine. But then when these jobs go overseas, then all of a sudden the union has nothing to fight for anymore. And the union at times fights so hard for these 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 workers and fights constantly keeps fighting for better everything from these big companies. These big companies end up showing these jobs overseas, and the union kind of pushes themselves out of jobs. And and it's not the workers' fault. The workers just want to go to work and make their money. They're paying into these union fees, and they want something for the money they're paying. And I don't blame them. If I was paying money, I want the union to get me better benefits, better health care, better wages, better retirement. But, but the problem is. These unions can't never will tell these union workers, hey, you know, we've got a lot. If we keep pushing, they're going to send your job overseas. These union people never say that. They're just going to keep saying, oh, we're going to keep fighting for your job. Yeah, because they want these people to keep paying their dues because that's how they make their money. Um, I really honestly respect unions and I respect what they're doing. But I do believe that the unions a lot of times take advantage of some of the take advantage of the workers. Um, and I and I say that in the nicest way because I think a lot of times the union, the unions basically hope that these people that are working aren't smart enough to understand that the that I don't, don't want to say I don't want to say they're not they don't want to be smart enough but they they don't want these union workers to understand that there is another side of this that the company has to make money and if the union fights to the point where these people are making so much money that it's not cost effective for the company anymore they're going to get rid of their jobs and these these unions hope that the, the workers aren't smart enough to say that back and saying hey if we keep doing this we're going to push ourselves out of a job these these they don't they don't want these people to push back like that because remember these unions only make money if they these unions make money on people keep paying their dues and then they make money on fees that they're charging the union. The the I, I, I think unions are a great thing because I do think that they help protect workers. I just don't like the way the unions sometimes treat the workers because they act like, hey, we're there for you. And sometimes they're not. They're there for themselves. And, and I think, especially something like the Teamsters Union, these guys are on the road, they're working hard, they're trying to put food on the table for the family, and I hate to see unions take advantage. And that's what the union did. The union mismanaged these funds, and now it's not money. Thank goodness, the in my opinion, the government should step in, because, you know, and I'm not one to say that, that the government should step in, but in this case, those, those pension plans are supposed to be protected. And the fact that the union did what they did and these people lost their pensions or going to lose their pensions, you know, it's a good thing. I think it's right the government did step in because those pensions were supposed to be protected. And uh, it just shows you sometimes how the unions don't work for you. So uh, very important. And I just want uh, just want you to know, if you are in a union, I'm, 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 believe me, I'm, I'm not against the union. I'm against the union taking advantage of the people that are paying their dues. They're supposed to be working for you and just shows you sometimes they're not. So uh, very important. If you are in a union, always keep up on what's going on and make sure you say, hey, you're working for me, not for you're working for yourself. Uh, very, uh, very important. 
Also, too, House is trying to pass that bill uh, last, this is going to be the last bill under Pelosi because Pelosi is stepping down, but, um, you know, to kind of protect same-sex marriage. I just want to point out that the House could have passed bill, could have, when the Democrats had the House, they could have passed that bill a year earlier to protect Roe versus Wade, and they did it. And now you're going to be stuck with this Roe versus Wade in, in, in being, you know, one state abortion, one state's abortion is going to be legal, one state it's not. Um, the House could have passed, when the Democrats had the House, they could have went ahead and passed that bill to protect Roe versus Wade, and they didn't. So now they're passing a bill to protect same-sex marriage because they want to over, the, they're saying the Supreme Court wants to overturn that, but they could have a year earlier, once Biden got into office and they got the House and, and the 50-50 cent in the Senate, they could have passed a bill to protect Roe versus Wade. They were just too busy with other things. Um, I blame the, the president and I blame the House for that. They really could have. Instead of worrying about passing all these infrastructure bills and they build back better bills, they could have they could have passed the bill that would have protected um, Roe versus Wade for the whole country. I, I blame the House and the Senate, the House and the president for that. I'm sorry. They should have um, they should have been definitely more worried about that than passing their infrastructure bill. Um, AO, AOC is under investigation. Um, I don't think anything's going to go for that. I think that's going to just, they're saying she might have taken a bribe. I don't think that's going to go anywhere, to be honest with you. Um, I just don't. I mean, I'm not a big fan of hers, but I do think that it's not going to go anywhere. She does seem pretty um, incorruptible. She's there for women's rights. She's there for the. She's there for a lot. Of th- I, I just can't see her taking a bribe. She just seems, and I don't really say that about many politicians, but I, I do think, um, you know, she's one of those people that is is she's she's too, she's too. I don't want to say she's there. She's too there for the people. Really, I, I really her is one I really can't see doing it. I really can. I'm not. I don't like her. I've had issues with a lot of her. 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 The way she is and the way she, what she pushes for and stuff like that. I don't really agree with a lot of things she says. But I. I, I just can't picture her taking a bribe or anything like that. But she is under investigation. I really. Uh, and I don't say the about many politicians. I just don't think it's going to go anywhere personally. I just don't. Uh, something too I wanted to point out that I forgot to mention. Um, uh, <laughs> um, a lot of people are blaming uh, Mitch McConnell, by the way, for the loss in Georgia. Um, I, I just, like I said, I just don't, um, I don't know. I don't know why. A lot of people are upset with him over his feelings on on January 6th. If you saw the thing today, people were, uh, the other day, people were coming in. And they were shaking everybody's hand for the January 6th committee, and people were passing right by him, not even shaking his hand because they were pissed at him. Um, which he, I mean, I don't know. He sided. He he's a Republican. They they always side together. They never go get. They're not like Democrats who take their you know each have their own thing or whatever. And he he always takes the side of the Republicans. They all stick together, and he stuck together to protect Trump. And a lot of people are still pissed off at him about it. A lot of people are blaming him on that whole thing with Herschel Walker. I think Trump's a lot to blame for that. I don't know if you can blame him. I think him and Mitch McConnell both are to blame. But anyway, long story short with that, that, uh, that was in the news this week. Uh, European, but I want to bring this up, by the way. Uh, I, I just want to bring this up. Europe um, is gaining access to Apple's um, self-repair service program that started in the U.S. Um, and I'm actually really for this, the whole right to repair thing. Uh, I, I really don't, I, I understand that some people can't, but if you want to repair your own phone, you should be able to. I mean, you bought the phone, 
you you per, like it's not like Apple's giving you the phone and saying, okay, use it, you know, whatever. It's no, you're paying for that device. That is your device. You paid for it. Um, you should be able to repair it if you want. This whole crap that Apple's fighting where people shouldn't be able to repair their own devices is ridiculous. I mean, I know they want the repair money, but I mean, it, it's really ridiculous. I mean, eh. You paid for that device. That's your device. Like, it's not... I don't understand why Apple's fighting it. Um, but now, uh, apparently, now Europe is going to find... America finally got right to repair, and now apparently Europe's going to get right to repair. I, I'm very pro right to repair. Like I said, it's your device. You paid the money. You bought it. It's yours. So, I don't... Like I said, at least they're getting right to repair now. Uh, Apple, release, um, Apple released the... Uh, Apple apps of the year. A lot of people thought True Social would be on it because of how big that was when it released. Uh, didn't. A lot of problems, a lot of issues. Uh, it hasn't really. It did gain some traction, but not what it expected. So that it's not app of the year. A lot of people on the internet were like, "Oh, True Social should be app of the year." No, why would be app of the year? It's only got like nine, ten million people on it. It's not nowhere near what other apps have. It's despite what Trump will tell you, it's not that big of an app compared to other companies. Uh, let's see other news. Um, Trump's company got kind of slap on the wrist for tax issues. Um, they're not breaking the company up. They're not, I think they're going to get like a million dollar fine, which is nothing. Um, it's for the whole tax thing. I, I just think it's, you know, I was in the news. I, I just, I don't, I mean, I get it, but it's just not going to be. Again, a million dollars, they have to pay in a fine. That's nothing for them, I'm sure. And they're not breaking the company up or anything like that. So I, I don't understand why that was news, but it was in the news. Um, the, apparently, the Chinese uh, hackers linked to the Chinese government um, are said to have stole tons of uh, COVID benefits. Uh, it's at Group APT41. There's, like I said, they do say they're linked to the Chinese government. Who knows? Um, but apparently they stole like 20 million in U.S. COVID relief benefits. Um, like a no word on what's going to happen yet, but they are or that's they're investigating it right now. Uh, that was in the news. Uh, let's see what else do we have in the news. Uh, so I want to bring this one thing up. Uh, it's kind of old news, but um, we all know Christy Alley passed away this week, six, uh, 71 years old. Um, Kind of, uh, I just wanted to bring this up only for a minute, only because uh, I didn't realize she was in Cheers. Uh, I didn't. I was looking up her after she passed away. I looked up what she had done, and I didn't realize she had been in Cheers. Uh, I knew she was in a lot of shows, uh, but I didn't realize she was she she went that far back in acting. Um, obviously, a lot of those people did Woody. Har uh, what is it? Woody Harrelson was in Cheers. Uh, obviously, they had the spinoff Frasier, which is pretty funny. I remember that. Uh, like I said, not going to get too much into it, but I just I didn't realize she was in Cheers. I knew she was in. Um, Look Who's Talking, my wife and I like that show. We watched that together. Uh, I knew she was in a, a bunch of, obviously, a bunch of different movies over the years. She's obviously a, an A-list actress, but uh, I didn't realize she had went all the way back to Cheers, uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, like I said, I didn't realize she had been around that long, but I, I, like I said, she was, I, I knew she was an A-list actress. So the other thing, the other thing I, I do want to bring up as well, um, there was a... An interesting article, and uh, as you saw in a couple different things, uh, talking about uh, the inflation issue that's still going on in this country. And this is the kind of thing that kind of concerned me a little bit, was they're saying that uh, 
credit cards are credit card debt is going up and at an all time high. And this is what this is kind of the scary part. They're saying, and I know, granted, you got to take these numbers with a grain of salt because um, obviously a lot of these things, you know, they can only gauge so much stuff. But um, they're saying a lot of the, they're saying the majority of a lot of the credit card debt we're seeing right now um, is for necessities like food, clothing. Um, uh, utility bills, uh, things like that. Uh, so I thought that was a, that was an interesting article. Uh, one of the things they're talking about the inflation is that uh, with the 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 problem is is that the the con- especially the country right now uh, they keep raising interest rates to slow down the uh, the 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 buying power of the consumer. Uh, but the problem is they're driving up the inflation more. It is a broken system. And the more they keep raising, um, you know, interest rates, uh, the more people obviously are going to have to spend on stuff. But but some of these credit cards, because the Fed keeps raising the interest rate, some of these people have, have credit cards that are, that are way over, um, you know, 20%, some of them, and they weren't that high a couple of years ago. So now they're paying more in interest on, on these. Uh, you, yes, you could have somebody with, say, only had a little bit on a credit card, and now because of the interest rates going up now, these cards have gone up from like, you know, 18, you know, from like 10, 12% to 18 and 20%. And uh, people are using their credit cards now to pay for necessities that they need because the cost of food has gone up so much. Uh, that was the big thing, too, is that uh, people are using their credit cards to buy food because food has gone up. Um, you know, they're, they're saying that, you know, the old thing of, you know, uh, you know, inflation went up, you know, four or five percent a year. You know, it's gone up substantially more than that. And because of the federal government keeps raising the interest rates to slow down the power of the consumer, it's pushing up the prices of food. It's pushing up the prices of the credit cards. And now it's pushing up the credit card debt in America. Um, and they're saying this is going to be it's going to lead to another 2008 if we're not careful. Uh, but we're already, you know, they're already seeing housing prices are starting to go down and you have people that bought at the top of the market and now they they owe more again than what the house is worth because they bought at the top of the market. And the other thing is, too, now their their mortgages are going up. People that have adjustable rates are going up tremendously. What was uh, four, five, six percent now is up to 10, 12. Some people paying 10 or 12 percent on their mortgage, which we have not seen rates like that in forever. Um, probably since, since the late 70s, early 80s. So. Um, you know, it, it, this whole thing, you know, and the problem is the federal government, the only, the only tool they have is to keep raising the interest rate and, and it's a broken system because the more they raise the interest rate, the more everything else is going up with it. Um, so it, it's really a broken, and I've been saying this for a while now, it's a broken system, but down the uh, problem is people are getting to where they're using credit cards now for the... Uh, from necessities, and and that that's a concern now that they're saying that it's becoming a bigger, bigger concern now with the government is when they start seeing people using credit cards for needs, not wants. Uh, very, you know, and and, and I'm not gonna lie, we all do that um, to, in a certain degree anyway. Um, you know, myself, I'm not gonna lie, we had a big car bill recently, like three grand on one of our cars, and we just didn't have it to lay out at the time, so um. You know, we got one of those interest-only credit cards, so I'll take the payment, divide it by eleven, and pay that much every month. Um, so I have it paid off by the time the um, you know the interest hits, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but um, you have people that are floating balances; they're not paying them off. They're floating balances, and you know, you know, it, it, we all have credit cards, some credit card debt. All of us do. That's 
it's kind of a normal thing now. Um, you know, and, and I have a couple of credit cards that we pay every month too. And, you know, we're not drowning in credit card debt, but uh, there are people that are. Um, and that's, you know, and what's going to happen is, and what, what is going to happen with this is this, un, and, and this is kind of what happened, it really the bubble, what it burst in 2008 was you had people that kept charging on these cards and they would declare bankruptcy and unsecured credit card debt does not have to be paid back. So you get all these banks now that have all this unsecured debt and, uh, you know, and, and it led to a problem. And that's kind of, you know, not only did the mortgages drop out, but then you had these old unsecured debt that people declared bankruptcy on to pay it back. People drove up their credit cards because they knew they were declaring bankruptcy. And uh, this is kind of what led to 2008. So it's, it's kind of a scary situation. Um, you know, we've seen recessions before in this country, but the sad thing is it's getting closer to what happened in 2008, which is even the scarier part. Um, the housing market eventually is going to fall apart again. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends that are getting into real estate because real estate's hot right now. Um, but it's, it's not going to last forever. Um, you know, usually what happens with real estate, it's good for about six, seven years, and then it dries up again. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think the, the real estate market was due to roll over again. And, and we kind of started seeing that prior to COVID, by the way. Um, but a year prior to COVID, so a lot of people moving out of New York, moving out of California, moving down south, stuff like that. So that wasn't, um, I, I, I think the housing market was due to boom, by the way. Um, it just, it, it, I think it was going to take another year or two, but COVID accelerated it, maybe trimmed a year off of it. Because I know for a fact, a lot of my wife's friends and I were looking to move um, maybe a year prior to COVID. Um, so I think the housing market was due, was definitely due. It just took a while to kind of get there, if you know what I'm trying to say. So uh, I just wanted to point that out. I, like I said, I do think COVID accelerated it uh, or trimmed a year off of it, but I, I do know the housing market was on a turnaround prior to COVID because a lot of my friends were buying. And uh, up here especially, a lot of rentals were getting chewed up and there were less and less. That's how you know, like, you know, especially in our area, maybe not everywhere, but in our area, what happens is that's kind of how you know um, when the housing market turns around, when you're striking less and less and less rentals, that means more people are buying to own and are going to buy to live there. And that's kind of how you know the housing market is turning around. And when you start seeing less and less and less rentals, uh, that's kind of how you know the market's kind of turning around. Uh, what's happened here and having a lot of places, there are very few rentals uh, available right now in, in our area and in a lot of other areas. Uh, even down in the cities and places that people are used to renting, it's, it's becoming harder and harder to find stuff because people bought to live, uh, not to rent it out. So that's, you know, that, and it's good for people like me that own property um, because property, in my opinion, is always valuable. Even when the market's bad, property is always valuable. Um, it's a little bit different than the stock market, but. Uh, that's my opinion, and I've, we've gone. I've had done podcasts on this, and I'll continue to do podcasts. I really believe that land is the most valuable thing you can own, um, and regardless of whether real estate's good or bad, owning land because land always is valuable, no matter what. Um, you know, I, and I, I'll, I maybe I can do another podcast. I did. A, it's been a while since I did it again. I probably should do it again now that the market's turned over, but. Um, I always, that's one thing I'll tell everybody I, is, is if I tell anybody, if you learn anything from listening to my podcast is buy land because God's not making any more of it. That's what I tell everybody. Um, re, any kind of real estate is always good. Um, even, you know, cause real estate is always valuable. It's not like the stock market, a piece of, a piece of property, even if it's run down has value to it. You shouldn't overpay for it, but it still has value to it where sometimes in, in stock markets, things could have no value. So, 
Uh, it's one of the things if you can ever get out of my podcast is knowing how I feel about land. I always say the best thing to do is to buy land because God's not making any more of it. And the more land you own, the more borrowing power you have to get other land. I mean, it's one of those things. And, a lot, you know, I, I've talked about this and I will do another show on it again. Maybe that'll be next week's show. But uh, I've always said land is valuable and the more you have of it, the better it is. So... But I do want to bring up, though, that it is we are in a spot right now, though, where it is scary when people have to use their credit cards for their needs, not their wants. And I'm not talking just car repairs or that TV that went bad in your house. I'm talking about food, food, things you need, okay, your utilities, your water bill, your electric bill, okay? When you're using credit cards for necessities like food, electric, and water, things are tough. I can tell you that. Things are tough if you're using your credit card for that. And I, And sometimes people have no choice, you know. Um, Dave Ramsey does a radio show every day. He talks about people managing money, but, um, you know, you, you know, people, some people are not good at managing money and, and, and that's okay. But sometimes, you know, if, if you're working, especially like a single mom that's working, trying to support herself, she may have no choice, but to put that utility bill on the credit card, especially this time of year of Christmas. And it's, it's, you know, she might not have a choice. Or she might have a choice, she might have to use her credit card to be able to put, give her kids food or, or lunch money or whatever. You know, hey, it happens. You know, you're working hard, you're doing your best to support your family, and if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. And I don't, and, and like I said, I, I feel bad for those people. Um, and they, can, you know, and and some of them work in two jobs. Uh, you know, it's not easy. And I really. I really don't like it when people like Dave Ramsey come on and, and says, talk to me about this, this, that, and the other thing, and you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Well, guess what, Dave? As much as I like your radio show, it's hard. some people cannot put away six months of bills, uh, you know, six months of, um, you know, uh, expenses into a savings account, just leave it sit there. I know you're supposed, you should do that to be prepared, and being somebody who's into prepping, yes, you should have that to be prepared, but some people can't. Um, or they may have to dip into that money so they can have a car to go to work or they can have a car to be, you know, or or, or be able to eat, you know, have, have food on their table. Okay. I mean, you know, it, it's sometimes it's easier said than done. And um, I've had a lot of people message me recently saying they listen to uh, some of these business shows and they, they realize, you know, that they're, they're not prepared financially as well as they should be. So, and, and, and some people maybe aren't prepared financially because they're, they're not good with money. Other people are not financially because because they can't. They can't afford it. Um, so that's you know I want to bring that up to um, you know you can listen to as many radio shows and business shows and business podcasts if you want, but if you're literally not able to put the money away, um, there might not be anything you can do about that. Um, you know, and and that's and I don't mean to say that. I, I mean I I think everybody we all should you know we we try to do our best to be financially prepared. But there are some people that just can't do it. They they live paycheck to paycheck, and and they str- they struggle to ski the roof over the head. They can't put away money on the size of that. And and those people, while they're using their credit cards, maybe maybe that's not the best decision they could, but they have no choice. So I, it's very important to bring that up because I, I think sometimes we we put people down when they that they when they do things that maybe they shouldn't do, but sometimes they don't have a choice. And uh, it's important to know that there's a difference between needing to use a credit card, needing to borrow money, and having no choice but to borrow money because you don't have any other way to get it. And th- especially when talking about necessities, uh, food, clothes, utility bills, stuff like that. So 
Uh, it's very important. And, you know, if you listen to the show and you're in that situation, uh, it's tough and I feel bad for you. And believe me, what you can do is keep chugging away and um, just doing the best you can and just keep working and, and just keep pushing through it. And it stinks. And uh, hopefully things are going to get better. But I think it's going to take time. And I think this is still fall off from COVID. And unfortunately, that's one of those things um, that I think this is kind of like the aftermath of COVID that we're still dealing with. Um, it just is, unfortunately. I think it's going to keep going on. And I hate to say it, but when you look at like Europe, I mean, we're talking about inflation here is bad. And I'm not saying, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any better, but you're looking over, man, over in Europe, they're doing like 18% inflation, 19%. You have people that are costing them something double and triple to heat their homes. Um, and, and Europe's not like here. And you have people that, you know, the government's not stepping in to help. And I'm waiting to see what's going to happen over in Europe um, over the next couple of months. Especially when it starts getting bitter cold over there. Because they have pretty brutal winters over there. Um, so I'm curious what's going to happen with that. I think of a lot of people in Europe that are going to be able to heat their homes. And that's unfortunate. But I think it's, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with the government over there. Um, and the European Union stuff. Because they're, they're trying to just stuff about energy prices. But... As long as this thing with Russia and Ukraine keeps going on, um, those those prices are not going to go down. So um, we'll have to see. I'll see what happens with that overseas. And uh, I know we do have a lot of listeners overseas. And uh, believe me, guys, I I feel for you. And um, I hope this thing in Ukraine, if this thing in Ukraine gets resolved, the prices over there may go down. But I just don't think it's going to. I think this thing with Ukraine and Russia is going to keep going on. But uh, the one thing that is, I, I thought a little bit interesting. And by the way, to point it out, I didn't even know People Magazine. I knew I knew People Magazine was still around, but uh, or no, I'm sorry, Times Magazine. I'm sorry, Times man, the uh, Russian, uh, pre- sorry, the Russian president, the Ukrainian president, uh, Times man of the year this year. And my whole issue with that is, and I, I think he deserves it. There's no doubt about it. But does anybody still read Time Magazine? Um, I didn't even know it was still around. I knew, well, I knew it was around, but I didn't know it was. I don't think it was the last time I've read an article on Time Magazine. I wonder if it was the last time I've read an article on Time Magazine. If anything is Time Magazine, tell me what, I have not read a Time Magazine article. And it's got to be well over a decade. So, but I thought he deserved it. I thought that was pretty cool. Um... And, uh, you know, cool, you know, cool for him. He is really been doing a great job and his people love him. America, you know, pe- you know, everybody watching loves him and he really is a, uh, a great leader. And it's funny to believe that he was on dancing with their version of dancing with the stars. So good for him. Uh, time man of the year. And maybe after he's not being president after this war is all over, maybe he'll be, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll be dancing with the stars again. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I am going to kind of wrap it up. It's getting a little late here for me anyway. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.